to Allison and to Chase and Clay and Landon and Cece, to Jerry and Tammy and Adam, Jake and Sam, in the name of our parish, the parish which you belong to, we offer our sincere condolences and sympathies to you, and we mourn with you, and it is evident by all from the community who have gathered here and joined with us today as we send Andy home to be with the Lord. For the past several years, we could say, but especially in the last months, we've been praying for a miracle. We first prayed at the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, where the Blessed Virgin Mary in 1859 appeared to Adele Brees, and where, over the course of decades following that apparition, many miracles have taken place, people ex receiving unexplainable healings. Later, we joined at St. Peregrine Chapel on the grounds of St. Hubert Church in Rosaire. And there we implored the intercession of St. Peregrine, the Cancer Saint, praying for Andy and praying for Mary Jarabic. It might seem that as we gather here in this church today, that those prayers that we offered might seem in vain because it doesn't seem that God has answered the prayer in the way that we wanted him to, in the way that we wished. But I know and I believe and I promise you that in some way that God has answered our prayers, that those prayers we offered, while it may not have given us the healing that we long desired, that it's those prayers that have sustained you and sustained us in these last months, weeks, and days, and going forward. I know one time when I talked with Amanda after there was some news that was being shared about what was learned in Madison, that after I got off the phone, it was one of the first times that after I hung up, I went to the church and there I prayed. I think, though, over time, our prayer might change. That as we prayed for a miracle, that maybe in these last days, we prayed to the good Lord, asking him to come and to relieve Andy of all the pain that he had, of all the suffering that he was enduring. And so today, as we are here in this church, we might ask, well, how is it that we are to pray right now. Because prayer in these difficult times is difficult. Maybe we don't have the words to say. And so the tears we shed, they become our prayers unto God. Because that's what the psalmist says, that the Lord collects the tears of his faithful people and receives them as an offering. Maybe in our prayer right now, we ask God and we say, why? Why didn't you answer our prayers? Why did he have to die so young? And that's a prayer you can pray. It's a prayer that I've prayed myself, asking the Lord why. 
I encourage you to express in your own prayer to God your emotions, any anger or frustration, that as we give it all to the Lord, that we know he's going to give us something better, something in return of anger, that he'll show how he's guiding us and helping us. We might feel like the book of Lamentations that we heard today, that our souls have been deprived of peace and we don't know how to continue on. And while that reading began on a very sour note, it ends with great hope, placing our trust in God, placing our hope in the Lord. Maybe there are some other ways that we can pray in these days going forward as well. For example, in our gospel today, the gospel that comes around the nativity, the birth of Jesus, it tells us that after Mary encountered the shepherds, that she kept all these things, treasuring them in her heart. And so, That's a way we can pray today. We can remember all those good times that we've had, to treasure all of those memories. And so we treasure. I know for myself, as I've journeyed with Andy in these last weeks and months, but especially in those last hours, that there are many things that I'll hold in my heart and that I'll treasure. I'll never forget that Tuesday night when he was in the hospital and I went and administered the last rites to anoint and then to offer the apostolic pardon and to commend his soul to the good Lord. I'll never forget kneeling down with Tammy and Jerry and Allison and Jake who were there with us. But then what happened afterwards was a sure sign to me of the presence of God in that room. That after some time of prayer and sharing those memories of being with one another, Tammy went up to Andy and said, Andy, would it be okay if we pray the rosary? And he said, yes. And I've prayed the rosary in many different places all throughout the world, at the Grotto of Masabiel in Lourdes, France, at the Cova de Ira in Fatima, in Bethlehem and Nazareth. And those were all very powerful experiences of the rosary. But no rosary experience will ever compare to that one on that night. Because as we were praying and asking the mother of God to pray for Andy, because he was lucid, because he was still with us, he was praying along with us, mouthing those words. I'll never forget that as we prayed that prayer that Mary taught the three children in Fatima, that as I said those words, lead all souls to heaven. I'll never forget thinking that this is truly what we're praying for right now, that God will lead Andy into that eternal paradise promised to us in baptism. 
I'll never forget Allison going and wiping his face during that prayer. And as we prayed the sorrowful mysteries, recalling how Veronica wiped the face of Jesus. I'll never forget how after we prayed the Hail Holy Queen, just like that night on Monday night, he began to thank God for so many different things. And then the family thanking God and thanking Andy for all that he had done for them. These are just the memories I have of those last hours, but imagine all the memories that are in this room right now that we all have, that we all treasure, and that we'll remember forever. And we know that some of you will write them down and to help them write that biography of Andy so that they can treasure his life and his legacy and his memory all the, all the days of their life. Maybe another way that we can pray is to pray as they did on that Monday night, as they did on that Tuesday night, to thank God. And that's what we do here right now because the Eucharist we celebrate is a prayer of thanksgiving to God. And so we gather today to thank the Lord for sending Tammy and Jerry their firstborn son. We thank God for sending to the Barta family Adam and Jake and Sam to be his brother. We thank God for sending Allison so that over these past years they could share happiness together. We thank the Lord for the birth of Clayton and Chase and Landon and Cece, allowing Andy to become a father to those four beautiful children. We thank him for the work that he did at Rio Creek Feed Mill and for all those he helped, for those he served as a friend for all the good things he did in his life and the many virtues that he exemplified. Today, right now, we thank God for that. And maybe the third way we can pray today and in the days ahead is to ask God to help us. In this funeral mass that we celebrate for Andy, we are asking God to help him to purify him, to cleanse him of any sins that have attached to him in this life so that they might, by his mercy and love, be forgiven, that he might swiftly and quickly enter into that kingdom promised to all of us. So we ask the Lord to help him. But we also now, as for the past three months, for the past three years, as we ask God to help Andy maybe to overcome this cancer that plagued him, as hopefully we pray for him every day, that now as we go forward, we begin to pray to the good Lord, asking him to help Allison, asking him to help Clayton and Chase and Landon and Cece and all of the Barta family. Let there not be a day for anybody in this room to go by that we don't ask the Lord to help them 
especially in this time of their greatest need. And not only can we ask the good Lord to help us, but now we can ask Andy to help us too. Because we know that in the promise of eternal life that he's with the Lord and now is able to be closer to us, just as Tammy said, that he'll be at every 4-H show, he'll be at every game, he'll be able to be there watching from above. And so when you visit his gravesite as we commit him to the ground later this day, you can go there and you can ask him to pray for you to help you. St. Paul today told us that he had fought the good fight, he had finished the race, he had kept the faith. And in a time when Andy could have really rejected God, he could have doubted, he could have despaired, but yet he maintained that faith to the very end. He prayed to the very end. He made the sign of the cross when I administered the last rites. He prayed the Hail Mary with us in that rosary. In the final moments of his life, he said a prayer. That in those final moments and seconds, he started calling out for help. He then said, I think I'm dying. And then he said the name of Jesus. And so praying that name of Jesus, saying that name is indeed a prayer. But because he fought the good fight, because he kept the faith, I believe and I hope you all believe that as he uttered that name of Jesus, that he saw that good Lord face to face, the one that he sought to serve all the days of his life, the one whom he received in Viaticum, in his last Holy Communion at the Kermis Mass, that he saw Jesus, the Good Shepherd, and Jesus took him by his hand and embraced him and led him into that land promised for us. And so, to all of us, we must now, like him, keep the faith. It might be difficult in these moments but we hold on to that faith and that promise that we'll see Andy again in the, in the next life, in that kingdom of heaven, at that banquet feast of the table of plenty. And so we fight now our own good fights. We turn to our God in prayer, and we ask him one day to give us that same crown promised to us that he gave to our brother Andy.